0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of In Conversation. I'm your host, Pat King, a contributor at Years to Feed. Today, we welcome singer songwriter Walter Martin to talk about his brand new album, The Bear. Out now on Il Flotante Music, this is Martin's seventh solo release since his beloved band, The Walkmen, announced their indefinite hiatus back in 2013. If you have followed his career since, you know that Martin has quickly crafted a fruitful and satisfying discography with rich narratives full of personality and childlike wonder. On The Bear, he takes a humorous and honest look back at his life in music, both in The Walkman and his first band, Jonathan Fire Eater, to gain an understanding on where he is in his own life. In this conversation, we discuss the recording of The Bear. Working with Oscar nominated Minari composer Emil Mosari, the likelihood of a Walkman reunion down the line, our shared love of Randy Newman and Jonathan Richman, and so much more. I hope you enjoy. Hey, Walt, how's it going? Hey there, how are you? I'm good,
1: I'm good. Where are you? I'm in uh, my
0: car. Are you. Are you driving cross country?
1: Kind of. Kind no, of I'm like, uh, we have we're we're driving down. I live I'm I live upstate upstate New York, but we're driving down to the city, so we're uh, we're on our way down. Actually, I'm not driving now. We stopped, and uh, my girls are are having lunch in, in in a restaurant, so I'm out in the car. Oh, nice, nice. Um, yeah. Where where upstate did you move? We moved sort of by Saratoga Springs, very close to Saratoga Springs.
0: Oh, get out! I I grew up um, probably half a half an hour away from there in a town called what? Cambridge, Cambridge, New York.
1: Oh, oh yeah, you know I I I have a, I drove through it one time. It's a really pretty little town, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, super small. It's like I think like fifteen hundred people. There's like one one traffic light in town, but yeah. And yeah. There, are, there
1: are a lot of like sort of old Victorian houses. Yep, yep, and yeah. they're in really good shape. There are a lot, you know, there are a lot of towns that have. A lot of those old houses that are really run down, but Cambridge is, is in really good shape, I think, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, it really is. Yeah. I grew up on like like um I I grew up on kind of like a farmhouse like outside of town. And uh um, Okay, cool. But yeah, like everything like on Main Street, it's it's pretty like everything's like pretty immaculate. It's pretty it's pretty yeah, interesting. I, like now that I've like gone like gotten out and like right. kind of know what other towns can look like, you know, right. like, going back there, it's it's pretty it's pretty interesting
1: right yeah i definitely noticed that yeah last summer i guess i was driving to uh i forget where i was going but i i drove through there and i was like wow this is like unusual because there there are a lot of those towns that have such run beautiful old housing that the old houses that are just in such terrible shape but it was remarkably uh beautiful there
0: yeah and it's it's right by like bennington (coughs) Bennington, vermont and you know right exactly yeah yeah it's a cute little area so are, are you like um how, yeah i guess how long have you been up
1: there we moved up here uh july of 2020 Cool. so uh yeah i was in the city forever since i was 19 and my wife's family is from the city but they uh th- over time they've all moved up here so her her whole family is up sort of around saratoga and so we've we've been thinking about making the move and we have, so it's complicated stuff with our house in brooklyn and we uh ended up just sort of take the COVID thing that sort of made us take that moment to uh, to do it.
0: Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. My my whole family is from up there, like kind of Schenectady, Albany, like that. Whole totally. Place. It's 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 oh, a yeah. Trip. yeah. So it's, but where do you live now? Uh, my wife and I, we actually just moved to Philadelphia. So we've we, okay. we were in we were in Brooklyn for like I think thirteen years. And then we right. we've been here for about five months now.
1: Okay. Nice. Yeah, I have a lot of friends who are in Philadelphia, actually. Yeah, yeah, we're loving it so
0: far. It's it's definitely like, I don't know. It, I'm I'm sure you felt the same way when you kind of had to leave Brooklyn, but I I think kind of the pressure's on for a lot of people to kind of, you know, make the move.
1: You know, it's it's getting right. kind of hard yeah. to live there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just like, especially with with our kids, we were just the school thing is tricky. And we are, you know, the, the schools up here are so good. And we are uh, like, oh, had the, you know, having family to look after your kids. It was, it was really for the girls. And we did it, you know, and I, and I, you know, we found a beautiful place and there's a place for me to work. And my wife can work. So we were just kind of like,
0: maybe we should just make
1: a change. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. My um my nephew, uh, my my sister lives in Brooklyn Heights and. um my nephew just turned five and they have like a small kind of like one, one and a half bedroom in Brooklyn Heights. And, and they're just like, you know, I I went to go visit them recently, but you know, with the weather being the way it is now, right. He's, he's just so cooped up and crazy. And, and I feel like the last two years, he's just been, you know, dying, you know, to hang out with friends and stuff like that. And it's just not a possibility.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, well, it's to be one of those people that uh, that that leaves the city and doesn't doesn't hate the city. I think forever I'll love the city. I'm actually really looking forward to going for this, the, the next few days. But uh, yeah, I think we'll be back in the city at some point in our lives, hopefully.
0: Yeah. Are you are you going to just hang out? Or Are you doing like work? So,
1: yeah, and, and, and just to hang out. Just it, it's our, our girls are on break this week, so we're uh, we we sort of need my my wife still has a, fa- a family house down on Staten Island. It sits empty. Uh, so we're gonna go stay there for two nights.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Oh, that that'll be fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I I got a chance to listen to this record, and I I absolutely love it. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Congrats. Um. Could you just kind of tell me about? I I know, I know this time around it was like a little different. Like you you worked with a bunch of different collaborators, and and brought a bunch of people in to record. Could you tell me about the recording process of the bear?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, uh, yeah, I think with every record, I tend to sort of get a different crew on board. I mean, I use some some, some of the same people, I guess. But yeah, I think the process was a little different this time because I really, um, I didn't record. Usually I, I record as I write as a way of sort of working out the arrangements and seeing if the songs are working uh, and seeing just sort of the pacing of songs and things like that. Um, but with this one, I really didn't have. I wasn't set up to do that, and I sort of deliberately made it hard for me to do that, so I could just just write the songs as whole pieces with just guitar and voice, just so it really put a lot of pressure on the lyric to do to do all the heavy lifting. Um, so um, yeah, so I had all the songs done that way. So there's no, there was no arrangement, no, no nothing really, just 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 lyrics and, and guitars, um, and so. it was was sort of an unusual situation where I could sort of, you know, do whatever the hell I wanted. As far as the arrangement, I wasn't tied to anything that I had experimented with when I was writing. So yeah, yeah, I just called for, I I worked with uh, uh, this guy, Sean O'Brien, who uh, engineered Matt Berninger from the national. I played, I wrote some stuff with him for his solo record and worked with a bunch of people, including Sean. And so I sort of, Sean's in LA. So I called Sean and we sort of put together a plan and, Got a bunch of really great people in. Uh, uh, Harrison Whitford played guitar, and then uh, I reached out to this guy Emil Moseri. who's like a film composer. I don't know, but I would just sort of I, I sort of figured out that we had friends in common, and uh, and I really just loved his film scores, and and he was such a cool dude. And now we're like we're like buddies now, and uh, and he played all the piano. He's sort of like the star of the album. You know, he played he read all the piano stuff. To my ear, that's all I hear is this piano playing. It's just, it's so wonderful.
0: Yeah, it's it's really, it's it's so
1: just gorgeous
0: and and lush. Like it, it really, you know, like it's something that I really appreciate about your solo records. Is it feels like these kind of, um, as as what you're saying, like these songs like have such strong bones that they could stand on their own. But I'm always interested to kind of give them a headphones listen because I f- I feel like there are so many like interesting little little aspects like creeping out into each each song. Well, cool. Um, thanks. Yeah, yeah. Um at, at something I've noticed um you know, if people for people that have like followed you after the Walkmen, like it's it's been very it's such a fruitful catalog. Like you've you've been so prolific and and these records are are such specific things. This record feels like there's there's a really specific uh, lyrical shift to it, where you're kind of taking a very, um, you're you're taking a look back at your back pages um, as as kind of a career in music, and you know the title track, I I think has a unique perspective on, you know someone you know starting with Jonathan Fire Eater. Uh, a band that was kind of courted by the majors, and then moving into the Walkmen, this band that had this long respected career, um, I I kind of laughed to myself because there's a verse in in the title track where you kind of talk about being in a middling tour band as almost being a nightmare, <laughs> you know, like right. like being something you wouldn't wish on someone. Um, I I guess like um you know looking back from from where you are now like is is that kind of your feeling about it like is that like would you would you not
1: want to do that kind of grind ever again no I would not want to do that grind ever again I mean I don't regret it it's you know I, I'm glad to to where I'm I'm happy with where I am but like you know I guess that sometimes when people talk about bands and they talk about like you know, bands have had some success, which is like, like whatever, Jonathan Fire and the Walkman, more so the Walkman, I guess. They think of it as being, I don't know, that we were like, that it was a, like, that it was all, it was all just like rock and roll and fun and like, you know, whatever, playing big concerts and, but it's, you know, it was, it was a lot of work, you know, it was, it was, it was the whole time with the Walkman was, there, were, I guess, a couple moments, maybe for like a week and a half, a couple times, when we we're like, "Oh, we're really kicking butt!" But we played we we did it for like twelve years, you know, and it's a struggle. It's hard, you know. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of touring. It's a lot of like stressing, nail biting, and like you know, it's five guys, it's it, it's to, you know that are trying to pay for their families to live in New York City. It's 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 tricky, you know, uh, and so. Um, I guess just in the my approach to writing lyrics and and telling stories about my life, I like to just make sure that it's clear that I'm being honest and that it's clear that there's a that you know that the that the story is real and 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 you know the, the real story is that it was it was a struggle you know and that we were five you know overripe adults who were <laughs> uh, you know in the back of a van driving ourselves and. And I think from the perspective ten years out, yeah, it it's, it can seem like very romantic and fun. And this, of course, there's tons of romance about it, and writing music with your friends and doing all that great stuff is, of course, a wonderful thing. But, um, but in a certain mood, yeah, I, I think I think of it the way that I think of it in that song.
0: Yeah, and and especially in that song Easter on on the new album, you kind of talk about um, you know hearing. it may have been the Walkman on the radio if, if I'm remembering the lyrics right, but you, you kind of talk about how, um, you know, you're, you're thinking back to um, I I guess your personality when it was mixed up in the band, but you don't recognize it, recognize it anymore. Um,
1: Yeah. There's, I think that, yeah, it's funny. Those, those two mentions of the band, like um, yeah, I guess, I guess in that one, I was just more feeling like, you know, there's just a, there's a, sort of cool that goes that I did was into for so long you know the rock and roll cool that which fire eater very much did and the Walkman did too you know it's just kind of like it's it's uh and it's a it's sort of a group mentality that you sort of create this personality that has so much cool involved and there's this sort of facade about it that I guess I'm glad that I um got out of you know I mean I, I think as, as an adult it's really nice to get out of that uh and so I guess that's what I mentioned in that song, kind of. Um, but yeah, it's it's funny to to look at pictures and to hear songs from those from that period, and it, I I have a hard time relating to it, I guess.
0: Right, right. Um, it's it's funny though thinking about the Walkman because, you know, with a song like "We've Been Had," you were kind of announcing that, you know, the band wasn't a part of this cool resurgence in New York in some ways. And then like the rat is, is kind of, you know, furthering that sentiment in some ways. Like, I I feel like the Walkmen, you know, are my favorite band of that era because, because of that perspective in some ways. And also because I, I feel like these records you know, in my mind, they've aged the best.
1: I I don't know. Well, I mean, we did we did make a point of I think it to our detriment uh, professionally. But make a point that we had a sense of humor about what we were doing. You know, I think like when we followed up the rat with like like our pussycat, cat like a uh, like Harry Nielsen record, it was kind of like uh, you know I, if we I think if we had had a, a sharper manager at the moment, they would have been like maybe don't do this. But it was kind of <laughs> Of the rat, like we're not the rat. We're five goofy guys who do who, who have a lot of different interests, uh, and so it, it wasn't great, a great marketing thing. But yeah, I think there there was definitely a sense of humor in the Walkman That uh, yeah, that, that I think is a really important part of what we did.
0: Right. I I, I guess you know in in the song Easter, um, I, I guess was it the rat that you were hearing on the radio, or was it? A specific- yeah. I
1: mean of a it's sort of like a, a jumbled memory. But yeah, I do remember hearing the rat at a. It wasn't. It wasn't during that period. about when, when that song is about? But I remember hearing the rat at a restaurant. I didn't recognize it, and uh and it was. I was like, <laughs> it just didn't sound good to my ear. It, <laughs> it just sounded. I don't know. It sounded. uh It sounded very dated to me. Yeah. And uh, I remember then. I suddenly, I was like, "Holy shit! This is the rat!" And, <laughs> and it was just a startling moment.
0: Yeah, it's funny. I I I was listening to Bows and Arrows again recently and a friend of mine had never heard the whole record and I was I was kind of trying to like prepare him for it and I was just like it's all about it's all about the ballads on this record. It's all about the weird and that's I, I feel like that's kind of what I would suggest to someone getting into the Walkmen too. I don't know. Like I, I feel like kind of like the darker interludes are where that band thrived yeah, in my I- mind
1: that with all with all music that i want people or that i try to get into that i want people to get into i'm like you got to go to the slow jams first that's get that's getting to the heart of the matter you know uh and yeah i think it's probably the same with the walkman sure but i think with most people most most music that i love uh that i really love if you're gonna love it you the slow jams you you gotta love the slow jams yeah you know (laughs) that's that's (laughs) that's way, way in I mean, there's plenty of surface rock and roll that i love but i but if the slow jams are shitty then it, it, there's only there's a limit to how much i'm going to like it
0: yeah right right you yeah like kind of knowing that there's there's like a variety in that but but i i do have to say it's it's kind of bad for a career if a band's career if like a power ballad is your number one hit because right. i i feel like i feel like so many right. bands, just true. have to like chase that power ballad over and over again. Right. That
1: is true. That's a tall order. Yeah. The Rolling Stones navigated it so well. They had a re- really nice mix of having the the really great slow songs and the really, yeah, they, they did it masterfully. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, so Heaven, Heaven is about to turn 10 years old in May, uh, which is pretty, it, it blows my mind that that record is 10 years old. I know, um, me too it's it's funny when uh the band announced the hiatus um after that record uh my initial thought was you know and i I don't mean this as a slight but i mean it in in the sense that it's a good thing but like i i thought to myself like i really hope the walkmen never reunite like i hope (laughs) it's like kind of like rem you know like i you did what you had to do and it's done like, it, it feels good. And, and I feel like I've been proven right ever since because I I think every album that every band member has done has been great and has shown growth past the band. I I guess, like, had there been talks? Like, was that an easy decision or was it a little tough within the band?
1: Uh, I mean, you know, it was like a long process. Fr- you know, we we thought we we're we, we could sort of smell it coming on for a while it's just it's hard you know like i was saying before it's 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 a struggle and then we we kind of designed heaven to be something that uh in sort of a crass way but certain songs we designed to be something that would, would help what people would like more you know it was very deliberate it was like okay we're going to put the snare on the two and four and we're going to have uh chorus lyrics that are the same in every chorus, which for some reason we like never did. And <laughs> we're, we're going to hire a producer for the first time and we're going to sort of play the game. Um, so there, you know, there was a, to the extent of which we were willing to play the game, but we, but we were kind of, felt like we were playing the game when we, when we made that record. Um, we're like, let's just let's just experiment and see and see if, if that does anything. And that makes it easier for us to continue doing what we do. And you know, I, I think people, some of those songs did okay That song heaven i which i think is really a good example of us trying to play the game but actually i really do like that song i really believe in that song actually um but uh you know it didn't do enough for us to be able to really continue doing the way we want to do it so we're like okay yeah this is what i thought would happen let's just let's just let this be and and let everybody move on uh and so it felt it felt really nice for all of us to you know we're all very close we're such a family you know i mean Matt and Paul and I have been playing together since we were in seventh grade. Ham's my first cousin grew up across the street from me. It's just like, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot of love there, but we were just like, let's, we all have kids. Let's, let's, let's try something else. We can't be sitting in the back of the van watching game of Thrones when we're like in our (laughs) forties.
0: Right. Right. Um, Is, is there any kind of, of that, um, like Fugazi announced that like, you know, for special occasions, they'll just like get in a garage and jam sometimes. Like, is there any of that kind of happening with the
1: Walkmen? No, no, I mean, I, I, I don't think we would ever write songs together again. It's, it's kind of like getting back together with your ex-girlfriend or something, you know, it's just like, I I, I think we think fondly of it, but I think I, I can imagine like doing a tour at some point, like, but we, like, but we would never make another album. Right. Yeah, that makes Are, sense. I'm surprised everyone ended at four, but like maybe we would. It, it, it would. It would be like who who knows if that would ever happen. But uh, there's there's rumblings of that. But um, I don't think any everybody. I think everybody seems really happy with what 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 everybody's doing at the moment. So
0: yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That that totally makes sense. Um, yeah. So so the final song on this album, um, the song is never done uh i i felt like i feel like it it paints like the perfect representation of kind of um the artist's compulsion to create yeah in in the sense that like it can be a maddening sickness you know <laughs> like it can like no matter the the discipline like the medium that you work in like um just the kind of draw or the pull to create is is something that you'll never escape and and i i guess people that just don't have that it's something that they don't understand um is that something that you like i guess what brought that song about was it kind of toiling in the studio was it was it kind of um you know not being I guess able I, to shake something
1: yeah i guess i it's just such a fascinating little subject matter for me it's just like it's a weird thing to do what I do and what a lot of people do where where you're writing songs and you're, it's, it's just, it's, it's a mysterious thing, you know, I mean, being a human being is, is weird enough. And then, and then, but then writing songs and releasing them and people listen to it, it's just kind of like a, it's all like, what the hell am I doing? Like, what's the point of this? Why, why am I driven to do this? What like, it, it's it's sort of a it's hard to explain, and I guess in that song I was trying to explain. I mean, I, I I'm able to explain it to myself, I guess, and it makes a lot of sense to me. But um, but it's easy to take a step back and be like, this actually doesn't make any sense. So I, I guess I just wanted to sort of g- discuss what what why why it makes so much sense to me, or why it's really the only thing that I do and the only thing I care about doing. It just just the process and the the, you know i do believe in like a certain whatever it is a certain magic to it or certain spiritual element to it that that is the the driving force behind it and i guess i wanted to sort of i don't know put that explain that you know in this this sort of never-ending cycle of working on things working on songs writing more stuff and the day the days coming and I, i don't know i just i'm actually really proud of how that song came out it really expressed it really expressed it how i wanted to express it you know and i felt that's why i wanted to, it was, it's long there's a lot of words um but uh but yeah that's sort of that was the sort of idea behind it
0: um there there are kind of i think there are two mentions on the record about you know kind of wishing or wanting to have gotten into um into painting into becoming a painter or um yeah and i i guess like do you feel kind of constricted in your role as a quote-unquote like songwriter or do you do you feel like like I don't know like it it, every everyone has those kind of ideas of like oh maybe I should have like taken acting lessons or something like that like do you feel like you made the right choice as as songs being your your
1: vehicle I mean I understand it I understand music I I think maybe it's it's that uh, from my perspective, I think I can over romanticize like the, the what a painter does, you know, and it just seems so it's so pure and they're alone in their studio and they're, like they're, you know, making their paintings There's something like from a mus- perspective of a musician songwriter like me, it seems more pure somehow. Um, and and I guess that's why I. And I did really used to want to do that, you know, but but then I realized that the only reason I wanted to do that was so I could listen to records while I was painting <laughs> on the thing that I'm actually that I'm actually really interested in. But, um, yeah, just the purity of that, of the, the, the isolate, the, the the solitary, whatever person e- expressing something uh, in, in the, sort of an abstract way. I guess I, there's a lot of in the record that's about abstract art, I guess. Um, so yeah, I mean, like I I do feel an affinity with those with with painters just because I feel like I'm, I, you know I'm not a performer I, like most musicians I feel like are are they do perform uh, I mean I do have some performance but but what I do is very much it's, it's very solitary you know it's very even though I do record with people the the meat of the matter is me alone in my studio and so I I think that uh, you know I did feel like uh, an affinity with with the uh, with with the paint. The, the process of a painter when I, when I work sometimes.
0: Yeah. My, my dad is, um, he's a landscape and still life painter and, oh, wow. and he's, uh, he's turning 76 right now or next month. And, um, yeah, he, he thinks he's doing like the best work of his life. And I I think he's, so- I think he's right. But, um, yeah, there's, there's something about being a painter, like the kind of solitude that you were talking about where, you kind of do, kind of, yeah. Like I, I feel like the the maturation of that is something that keeps happening over time, and and I, I think maybe we're not like as as I guess listeners and 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 fans of like rock musicians or whatever. Like we're we're not ready to kind of give rock musicians the the kind of benefit of the doubt that they're doing their best work late into their careers right like yes yeah. it's,
1: it's a weird balance no, no that's true yeah very well said I, I, I yeah exactly I agree with you I mean it's just like yeah I can definitely imagine I mean like you know I think that's why I'm trying to steer it more and more and more as I get older I'm just trying I really, I really want to be age appropriate I want to I don't want to I want to have less drums and less flash not that I have very much flash at all but I just want it to be more focus on that, on that, uh, yeah, the the equivalent the, to to what a seventy-six-year-old painter is doing, where it's just it's really about the interaction with the medium, and it's about the, the uh, you know, just the that that creative moment.
0: Yeah. Um. Two two people that I know kind of get tossed around when when it comes to your music. Um. That that I feel like are are doing this are are uh, Randy Newman and Jonathan Richman. Like, yeah, I feel like I feel like Dark Matter by Randy Newman is just, I love- just a masterclass. And it's it's just like a perfect record for Randy at that at this
1: time in his life. Totally. Then, I love that record. I love that one. Uh, Wandering Boy, I think it's called.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, Very
1: sad. It's so beautiful.
0: And, and someone like Jonathan Richman, where I feel like he's perfected like an like a performance style that's just he can just age with it and it's just perfect yeah. for him and no one can ever kind of say otherwise. And it's just infectious seeing him. And, and I even, I even just listened to his newest record and it's, it's amazing. But oh, there, um,
1: I haven't heard, I haven't heard his, his stuff in a, in a little while. I'm mean, I'm a diehard fan, but I haven't bought his stuff in, yeah, the last, I don't know, 10 years or so. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, yeah, he's, it's, it's funny. He's been playing with, um, who's the guy who is in the talking heads and the modern lovers.
1: Gary Harrison.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They've been like recording together again and it's, right. it's, it's, it's really beautiful, <laughs> but he's, he's been incorporating like all this, like all these like drone instruments and it's just,
1: it's great. So he has a new record that that's good. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I What's think it's, it a- called?
0: uh, let me look it up. Hold on one sec. I know it's a band camp only. Oh wow, okay,
1: yeah, hold on one second yeah i I absolutely love Jonathan Richmond.
0: It's called "Want to Visit My Inner House okay. <laughs> You huh, can just I'm... imagine you can just imagine what that song sounds like too
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah
0: um, but yeah, i I feel like I feel like Randy Newman and Jonathan Richmond, like I can see their I can see their DNA like in your songwriting. And you've talked about this a lot, or at least in the press materials for this record, where you want to be a very trustworthy narrator in your yeah. songs. And I feel like those are two people who are very unassuming in their delivery and kind of maybe the the music that surrounds it. But when they want to, they can just deliver the most profound and kind of life-altering messages in their songs. Is, yeah. that, is that something that you identify
1: with? Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, that's 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 like my yeah. I mean, I I feel like I feel like just in the way that they tell their stories and with the humor and honestly with like the the quality of their voices, which is pretty not which is not great, you know, like they're not great singers. They're very it's very human. I feel like they're. The, I mean, Randy Newman is obviously his, his virtuosic on the on the piano, but but the but the singing and like the personality that you're that you're interacting with is so. It just feels very honest, and it feels very human. And uh, and, you know, their jokes and their that, that's just that's I think what hearing that stuff. I mean, I was obsessed with that stuff since I was whatever in all my 20s and 30s. And I just never I never knew how I never figured it would work into how I was into the music I was making just because I was always in a band, you know, uh, and I, I think a lot of the like the lyrics that I wrote Walkman days were like, I, I guess there was stuff from that. But once I was now. Once I was doing it on my own, I was like, "Okay, hold on." I was like, "I have a shitty voice too," and like, <laughs> like the stuff I love is 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 the people with the shitty voices who who just you know tell their story and are themselves and uh I and so yeah they were I, they were those two are definitely very inspiring for me. Is there
0: maybe I haven't done enough digging, but I I remember reading that the Walkman used to cover "I'm um, Straight." back in the day is is there a recording of that No
1: we never covered it I'm straight we oh. uh what we covered fly into the mystery uh which is I think er, early uh modern lovers Oh okay He did it it was early solo jonathan too but it, no sorry it's late modern lovers early solo jonathan Oh okay is is there you know a recor- that, You know that song fly into the mystery? Yeah, I do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm a, I'm a Jonathan Richmond obsessive
1: uh, <laughs> as well. So. Yeah, it's not Well, the version that I love the best is on that record called I think it's called Rock and Roll with the Modern Lovers. Yeah, yeah. With Dodge Vegematic and stuff, you know that song? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, yeah. The fine mystery on that is the is is the one that I've always loved. That's the one we we're we were, we sort of uh, covered. Oh, that's amazing. Is
0: is there any recording of that or? Yeah,
1: no, I think we did it on a seven inch. There is there's a studio recording. I bet I bet it's on YouTube. I think we released it. I'm pretty sure we did. If we did, then it's probably like on YouTube or something. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure the side of a seven inch. Um, but I could be wrong. Yeah. Have Have you ever met him? I met him one time, actually. Yeah, he actually, funny enough, uh, he, he and Randy Newman uh, played at Summer Stage in New York City. And the person who booked it is this guy Walter Durkas, who was the manager for Jonathan Fired, right? He knew that Randy and uh, and Jonathan Richmond were my my number my my heroes. So he told me, I mean, he, he, that he was inspired to book the show because of my passion for them. And he arranged it so I I went to the airport to JFK to pick up Randy Newman, and I had my Randy Newman sign to pick him up. And I missed him. I was so pissed. Um, but again. <laughs> When I met him uh, at that show, and then I met Jonathan for just a second. I use I use their first names, but I I don't know them. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> um. A friend of mine, uh, her father is a writer, and for a while I don't I don't know if it's a thing anymore, but he used to share the same agent as Jonathan Richmond. Okay. I, and she was telling me once that she like met him backstage after a show, and apparently he has a no talking policy. Right. Just just to save his voice. I, oh, I, really? I,
1: yeah. Yeah. I, I, I've, heard, I've heard that he's very difficult, unfortunately.
0: Yeah. I kind of respect
1: it, though. It, like, fits in sure, with, yeah. like... Yeah. <laughs> right. It does fit in with him, you know, like, he, in his early 20s complaining about people who, like, whatever, talk about how he wanted to go home and eat health food alone and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> um, I remember, um, like, the one good Randy Newman uh story and memory that i have is i i saw him on my birthday one year at carnegie hall and, oh wow uh, and he was it was just like a solo show um and i was like with a with a group of friends and we were sitting in like the final row of carnegie hall just like the worst seat like, you could get
1: Where would that have been um
0: i think it was like 2008 maybe something okay. like that it's like a long uh-huh. time
1: ago yeah
0: and i just remember like um he was like you know, he plays like 40 songs live or something like that. He just like goes through the whole catalog. And, uh, he was like, he paused at one point and was like, have I not played anything yet? Like, is there anything that like I need to play? And I just remember like, um, all me and my friends just like drunkenly yelling out sail away. And he was just like, he was just like, I'm going to play it for the real fans in the back. (laughs) (laughs) Just like pointed us out. It was so great.
1: Yeah. I saw him at town hall and like, it was after he put out, uh, Bad Love, which I think oh, nice. is right around 2000, 2001, I guess.
0: I think that's when that was.
1: Yeah. And, it you know, it, it was, you know, it's New York City. It, it wasn't, it was like half full. I was so wow. surprised So we didn't have great seats. But after a song or two, we were like, I don't think anybody else is coming. So we just like moved. we were like in the second row, but he was just incredible. He was just, you know, talking throughout the whole show. And he like forgot lyrics, forgot lyrics for Marie. Which I thought was pretty amazing. Oh man. Yeah. Uh He forgot the, the, the how to start the second verse. So that somebody in the second row like told him and he like kept going, it was just really, I was like, this is, this is, this is it. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, you know, as, as a fan of Randy Newman, you know, kind of you've been, I guess like throughout your solo career, you've been working on like a lot of TV commercials and, and working in, in TV in that regard. Like, do you, I mean, does it make you happy, kind of seeing that
1: parallel between uh, his career? I do happy to go to like uh, uh I mean, to, to go to like his Spotify and see it's all, you know, in order to get down, you can't listen to the to the most popular listens. You have to get go pretty deep down to get to the actual albums, and uh and with my stuff, yeah, I like the the fans also like section on my Spotify is like Barney and all these people, <laughs> so I do. You know, it's it, I do feel uh, a, a connection with that.
0: Yeah, it's it's funny with Randy Newman too. It's like, yeah, his like a record like "Bad Love," or if, or if you want to hear a song like "My Life Is Good," it's
1: like a dirty secret,
0: you know, <laughs> like past all these like Pixar soundtracks.
1: There's a there's a, I just watched that recently. "My Life Is Good." He he was doing it on Letterman. It's just solo piano doing "My Life Is Good" on Letterman, probably like in when that record come out probably like in the mid early 80s it's uh, anyway you should watch it it's great and then he yeah. talks to talks to Dave after it
0: oh it's yeah that's that's my probably my favorite Randy Newman song <laughs> it's so good <laughs> um well I, I don't want to keep you too long it like I know you've you've got a drive drive ahead of you but yeah thank thanks so much for doing this Walt this was well, so yeah, much thank
1: fun you.
0: thank you it was really fun it
1: was good talking to you
0: yeah, for sure. Where, where are you stopped, by the way? Are you getting like Roy Rogers or something?
1: No, we're stopped at a place called uh, what's it called? it's just like a, it's a new restaurant sort of hotel place. So my girls are in there eating and they they allow dogs in there. So my dog is actually in there. I'm sure raising hell. <laughs> nice. Well,
0: enjoy your drive. Um, I, I love you. the record. Congrats on well, it. It's, it's great. Thank you. All right. Take care, Walt. Sure. Good talking to you.